Good evening and welcome to the latest edition of the Progress with Unity podcast. We're sat around the table here in the studio at the Book Cycle in Beach Hill once again. And we've got a full house this evening. Got Rob to my left. How are you doing, Rob? Not too bad. Good stuff. All your domestic problems sorted. <laughs> they're never ending, Barry, they're never oh, ending. What a way to start the podcast. Right. <laughs> we'll carry this on afterwards then. How are you doing, Gareth? Are you laughing though? You're coming with a face like hundred and I made you laugh, so I'm quite pleased about that. Well, it's good to start with the smile, isn't it? It is, yeah, let's see if we can finish with one. Mick, how's oh, things? I'm alright, thank you, Barry. Yeah, and yourself? I'm alright, yeah, cheers, nice to be asked. Nice yeah. to be asked. Yeah, you're looking a bit buggered actually, but never mind. Yeah, well, there's a story behind that too. Oh, well, fair enough. Alright, Dan. Hello. Are you well? I am, thank you for asking. You've got a business phone, I believe. That is correct, yes. Yeah, so anybody wants it, you can get it on my website. You can send me dodgy stuff. What, your phone? My business phone number. Ah, yeah, yes. well, okay. What business is this? Right, you're giving your phone number out. I'd rather not say, Barry. All right, okay. <laughs> Just check out Jesus was the Wigginer. Yes. Dot co dot UK. Yes, all so right, Paul. phone me with an offer. I'm all right, yeah. My domestic problems have been uh, somewhat alleviated this week by Rob. Well, there you go, he's helping mine out as well as Ah, uh, well. the plot thickens. I know what that's all about. Well, oh, that's gardens. All oh, right, okay. This evening in our company, we've got a guest, a guest who's travelled across the big pond, come all the way from the States to be with us this evening. How you doing, Mike? Doing excellent, Barry. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having me. No problem at Appreciate all. Appreciate the invitation. That's not a Wigan accent either, is it? So you've Not got in the least. Not in the least. <laughs> you've got an Italian name as well, haven't you? I'm not going to try and pronounce it. Don't, we, don't, we don't either. Nah, just keep it at Mike. <laughs> just keep it at Mike. So, big Latics fan? Yes, yeah. Been, been a fan since uh, four, so before everybody thinks that I'm dodgy like that. Uh, first sound of access that we had in the States to, uh, to watch, and, watch a matches championship. Followed him up from there. Followed for about, you know, watched the league half a season. Just picked out a team that I could resonate with. I think the thing that sold it for me was that first match in the Premier League with Chelsea. Just the effort from that match. Been yeah. a fan since. And you've actually seen this live, haven't you? I have. I have. Yeah. Saw two matches in the preseason this year when they went on the tour in the States uh, in Columbus and Pittsburgh. Right. So and looking forward now to seeing them here on the, the other side of the pond. Okay, yeah. In, in our, on our home turf, so to speak. And what was it like preseason? Was there quite a few there from, from Wigan? or? Uh... Uh, there were a few, actually, yeah. It was a good good turnout, I think. Um, you know, Obviously, Columbus is uh, the top flight side here in the States. Um, and very well represented from their fan base but still a good good number that traveled i know i spoke to some people who came from all over uh north america actually uh canada uh dc pittsburgh uh even texas that had flown in for the matches there uh pittsburgh as well great little stadium very small venue uh third third division side in the u.s uh the pittsburgh river hounds but uh welcome host as well so did they all come to see wigan athletic because they were the <laughs> fa cup champions I think uh, the Pittsburgh fans all came to shout relegated, but uh, <laughs> no. we do have hardware, so they're a third division side. Yeah. Well, that was a bit of a bonus, wasn't it? Because that only that tour only came about after the change in management. It did, and so uh, when I found out about it, I heard about it kind of last minute and said, "Well, time for a road trip." Uh, good stuff, good what? stuff. Yeah. And you met a couple of people that you? you didn't know. I know you met Frank Frank Ford over there. I did. Yeah, I did the uh, the Ben Watson lookalike. The Ben Watson. Also met Ben Watson, who uh, was kind, enough to, miss, sign, kind miss- enough to sign one of my kits, actually. So oh. it's uh, now now retired from the the wearable rotation, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent stuff. Right. Okay, we'll move on now. Then. So uh, it's good to have you here, Mike. Yes. Yeah. Right. We'll move on to uh, Brighton. Right. So now before. 
I unleash the owns <laughs> because I know you're all chomping at the bits. I just say my little piece and I'll step back. I thought by the time Brighton scored, we should have had the game sewn up. First half, we was very good, I thought. Created chances. Nick Pole missed a couple. Ben Watson missed one. So obviously, second half, uh, Grant Hall missed it. Well, it's been described as a sitter, but it was a little bit more difficult than that. But it was still still an easy chance, I thought. Makes really, really some points. But I have, sitter, Barry. I have to mention Lee Nichols, who I thought was absolutely out of this world. Yeah, yeah. Out of this world. So what I'll, I'll do now, I'll just throw it over to Gareth first, while he looks at the stats and gives us the, uh, the rundown on uh, possession, etc. Right, the stats from the Brighton game. Possession. Wigan Athletic had 44% possession and Brighton had 56. Attempts. Wigan, 14. And Brighton had 10. On target, Wigan had 4 and Brighton had 6. Foles committed 23 by Latics and 18 by Brighton. Latics got 2 yellow cards. So did Brighton. They got 2. No reds, thankfully. And goals. Wigan didn't get any. And sadly, Brighton got one. <laughs> right, uh, Rob, do you want to start us off? Yeah, well, I agree with what, what you said, Barry. I thought we started very, very brightly. I think it's the opening 20 minutes is probably the best opening 20 minutes of any game we've had this season. And the second half we came out, we lacked any sort of fluidity, what we had in the first half. You know, we didn't really test the keeper at all in that second half, and obviously, Alt's miss, I think, summed up the afternoon, really, when they went down the other end and scored, which was terrible, terrible defending. Okay, that's one thing what have been good this season, the defending's been brilliant, but we was all at sea. No reaction to that second ball once Nichols had made the serve. Were they gobsmacked by the quality of that save to just stand and go, wow? It was an unbelievable save, but... There's three players around one of their players, and one of not one of them made an attempt to get up with him and head the ball away, which I thought was really poor. Came off the ground really, really disappointed after a, probably a very, very good first-half performance. Gareth? Well, I'm the third person who's going to mention Lee Nichols for having an excellent game and uh, doing some cracking saves. But that really shows... The story, doesn't it? We're all mentioning Lee Nittles when we should be mentioning the other end of the field. Now, I know we, we missed a few, but we're simply not scoring enough goals. How many goals have we scored this season, mate? I think we've only scored 17 goals, all told, all season. Yeah. But yet you've got the likes of that lad at Leeds United who's banged 12 goals in and his own, you know, and there's a couple of others who are in double figures for the season so far. It, <clears throat> For me, it, it was too bigger difference of first half and second half performance <clears throat> but even in even in the first half where we actually had some wonderful passages of play our finishing was absolute dire everybody around this table if they performed like that at work will get a written warning i don't know what we can what what the manager or the, or the club can do to alleviate this problem at the moment by yeah. sacking him give him a written warning well, they could give him a written warning, but what you can't expect him to march on in the second half and start handing notes out to players, can you? No, but <laughs> put it on the windscreen Excuse on the car. Rubbish. Yeah, have a warning. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> there's some guy running up the line going, Alty, just come over here and yeah, go but, for this. But what they do is they come out and they make excuses for a mark. Oh, when, when he gets one, watch the floodgates open. Rubbish. You know, why is he not doing it? 
you said it was it was a, an opportunity to score. I would say it was a pig in sitter. <laughs> Holt created that opportunity for himself. Fair play to him. Great stuff. You expected it to get in the back of the net. His finishing was dire. And I'm sorry, but a bloke who's getting paid, well, he's getting paid per week, should be finishing there. But they should have also been finishing some of the other chances. Now, we've all said about Nichols. The only thing what their keeper had to do in the second half, and he did a comparable save to what Nichols did in first, uh, uh, later on in the game, he pulled off a point-blank save, which was a certain goal. And for me... That was it then. Which, which like, one was that? That was float right towards the end. It was that on set. Was it? Yes. Yeah, it yeah. was a point blank. But that's seen that again on set because I thought I, that's what I thought. It wasn't that close. There was no power in it as well. That was the other thing. If it had, if it had ended that with power, I don't think it had got near it. It was just. I think he, he, pl he placed it, didn't he? Right, it go on. Yeah, it was a comfortable. I mean, it would have been a cracking goal if, if, if Kuzak into it. Yeah, yeah. I thought he did. He still did well for to that. Yeah. I, it was a good save. Not, I mean, I think question. it's been summed up in the fact that Lee Nichols made, what, three saves, one still led to a goal because it was in the same phase of play. Now, we're talking about he let ten outfield players what can't get man of the match award. That shows where you the team's playing. <coughs> Lee Nichols is made three saves and gets man of the match. And may I say that that's happened in at least three or four occasions in the last six games that Lee Nichols has been touted for a man of the match performance. Does that not say something about where we're going with an athletic? Yeah, and don't forget all those previous games that Carson was given the man of the match. That's very true, Dan. I think if you actually analyse the number of goals that our forward players have scored for Wigan, and you look at where the other goals have come from, Wigan Athletic this season is all about defence. The defenders are scoring goals from them, also the defence are stopping the other teams from scoring. Mm. Alright, there was a big massive hiccup in defence on, uh, on Saturday, look what happened. And that was basically because they were ball watching. And it was the only slip really in the whole of that... Um, that well there were two players though, weren't there, none of them really took responsibility. Three. Three. <laughs> well there were two, two close to him, Boyce was still mm. a bit back when he but you Shotman and Watson, mm. who were stood right at the side of him and they didn't... Somebody should have took, took a bit more command. One, one of them's got to get up there, haven't they? Yeah. At least one of them. Yeah. Do you not think that they were shocked that they just made the save in the first place? Uh, that's what I think. Mesmerised. It's a cracking save. Mesmerised because it was. You've got to react. You've got that save. You've got to react, haven't you? Yeah. This is it. The good, the good players, the good centre halves, the good defenders are the ones who react to a ball being there. You attack that ball either with your heavy foot, you just get rid of it, or you just take it out. Yeah. Right. That it's it's an instinct, and I don't think as a team we've got that instinct of how to what to do with the, with, the, with the ball. You know, do we, do we actually just get in there and you know, well it, or do we actually watch what's going to happen? The other thing what's, what struck me was uh, the uh, changes the manager made as well in the second half. Slightly confusing, because it didn't look as though when he'd made the changes that anything had changed on the team. He, us he usually makes changes and they do have some effect, don't they? That's one of his, his pluses. That's but I'd agree with, with Saturday. I don't know if Albright was feeling, I mean he faded a bit in the second half and he was, he was a bit tired so that perhaps that's why he took him off but I thought um, McLean did well when he came on. I'm not a big lover of McLean, I don't think he's brilliant by any stretch of the imagination but I did think he had a good game when he came on. I think the difference he made was the fact that when he did actually beat him on he looked to get rid of it and put it in the it box. was direct weren't it? Whereas what we were guilty of, and this has been a problem with some of our wide players and even Bush's job when he's been playing, is the Tekken man on. Then they take another man on, 
and they think, oh, I've beat two, I might as well beat another, instead of actually looking where our centre forwards are in the box and then get rid of it. I've, I've noted down here, Nick, all Brighton, McManaman, McLean, and Gomez later on all put quality crosses into the box. Sadly, there was nobody there. Yeah. You know. I think Gomez, what did go, was there from the corners? Because I couldn't remember Yardy Gomez having the ball, me, apart from second the corners. Mm-hmm. Now, whether it just passed me by or not, I don't know. I think, again, it's the old Espinosa argument. A time when we needed lifting, he brought a player on who can slow the game down, and one who does it with his pace and energy, he stayed, remains sat on the bench. Yeah, I, you can pick that pass, though, as well, can to Gomez. Gomez is a, he's yeah, he, he, does, he doesn't, player. He doesn't come on and impact the game like that. He doesn't... He, 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 he can pick the pass, but he does it from the start of the game. He didn't get on the ball either, <coughs> did he? No. Yeah. Not him, but they weren't, he weren't getting the ball. By that stage, we were, we were reversing to just lumping it. It was actually. Yeah. I, I think that for me, that for me, and I've, I've said it in the 12th round this week, that is the thing that wound me up on Saturday. You know, you had a, Owen Coyle turned up and he said, you know, in that first interview, he said, play with wingers. And, and you know we'll play football. We won't be buying any old old, old people because we I spent all my transfer money on on young lads. Um, he's brought two aging strikers that are at the moment not delivering. If they do deliver, then fair enough. If we did, we, we had Bruno was on a yellow card from early doors. Perfect opportunity. Get the ball on the floor. Get the ball out wide. Stick the bloke under pressure, and we just did not do it. Mm. And, and that's a frustrating thing for me. It's it's shooting it's, it's shooting himself in the foot. You know, I, as I said to the guy sat next to me, if the team talk at half time say whatever you do, go out in the second half and play rubbish, they absolutely nailed it. You because know, like I said, they were good in the first half. So I don't know what was said in the dressing room, but it, it, it certainly changed in the second half. We've sat here week in week out and try to remain positive there's some really positive blokes around here who try and always look on the bright side the cold hard facts are we've failed to score in four of the last six games well, it's not good enough I really struggled to work out why I walked off so fed up and depressed on Saturday you think hang on we're coming off back to back wins first half where we should have been by comfortably in front we've only lost 1-0 and that was <laughs> You know that wasn't like to a, a world-class goal or anything. It was, you know, there was a bit of our own fault involved in that goal. It'd be easy enough to stop it. So why does it feel so bad? I just, I just didn't understand it. Because we got the opportunity there to I, win these games, and we're not yeah. winning them. And I think that it's down to the shooting. It's shite. We hit the target four times. How many saves did the keeper make though? Of them, one, one. Mm. That's it. It's the same every week, isn't it? When we do hit the target, the soft shots. The trickling to the keeper or the straight at him. Well, that's Otherwise, they're flying, flying our wide and handsome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the case last year, though, as well, wasn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, Owen oh, Coyle, in I think three out of four previous interviews after games, has said, one, someday soon, someone's going to be on, on the end of a four or five goal well, score. Right, no, they're not. Wouldn't try scoring one or two first, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's all right, we'll give somebody a. a that's honking in, you know, end of April, start of May. Jobs are good. Not though, I don't want four, four shots on target. How <laughs> many was it last game? That was again, about four shots on target. You can't be. even hit the target four times. And I don't, I don't want four or five now. I don't want pretty sexy football. I want us win. One now. Two now. Two, one. Like I want three points. 
you know, because mm. let, let's be honest with you now, we're not actually playing in the Premier League now where it is all about quality of football. We're out here every Saturday, Tuesday night, whenever, to actually get three points or win a game. And we're not doing it. And dog eat dog, isn't it? This, this it is. The, the unfortunate thing for me is you could see last season who was leading the orchestra and who were calling the shots on them. There doesn't seem to be anybody doing that at the moment. Well, he's injured, isn't he, for a start? So, I mean, if we're talking about Maloney, I don't know if you were or not, but, I mean, for me, he's a massive loss. Mm. But, again, when it, before he was injured, he was playing playing out wide as well, which isn't his position, is it? What you had last season as well was you had the two Macs, right? You had the two Macs who were playing off one another, who were demanding the ball, who were demanding it in certain places. Right, and they were they were like them snooker players, thinking one move ahead of themselves. This is where we're going to be, in, in, you know. Nobody's doing that at the moment. Ben Watson's tried, but Ben Watson seems to have been cast out a little bit. I remember listening to some of the things you were saying earlier on, Barry, about Ben Watson earlier on the season. About it was like a quarterback directing play. Where's that gone? We seem to be losing direction on the pitch. Now you can't blame the manager for that. That's down to the players. You can't blame the manager for missing a sitter like Holt did on, on Saturday. That's down to the player. And it's up to the players now to actually get their act together. That's well, what it is for me. Why don't you drop the strikers? Oh yeah, because we've no others. <laughs> well, I'm available. Two dodgy knees. <laughs> My boots are well, well, I think I might be able to have some boots. I don't know. <laughs> I don't claim to be a tactical wizard. I know there's some good football brains around this table. But, no, there <laughs> is. <laughs> but, Johnny Gomez, James MacArthur... John Borsasjol and Roger Espinosa are four names that I think would make a huge difference. They should be in that team. <clears throat> I'm not saying they should be in that team every week, but some of those they, they, they can't get a game. Some of those players. The thing is, though, the players that are playing in their places aren't the ones that we're sitting around here criticising. We're not sitting. We're not sitting around it. I mean, Ben Watson's had a bit, but we're not sitting around here criticising McCann. Well, who, he's come in and he's played well. Who played in Boz's so, position? Uh, Albright. Oh. Well, it was uh, Manaman, wasn't it, for the staff? Albright, yeah. 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 But, again, they're not the players we're criticising. The players we're criticising are, are the goal scorers and then the tactical... Naive so they're, so they're the working then, aren't they? The, the fact that those yeah. sat on the bench putting pressure on the, the, the players are working. The fact that we've not got any... Uh, any centre-forwards. Any centre-forwards. Yeah. There's, there's no pressure... I mean, but when you when you look at the game overall, um, and don't forget, my missus sits at the side of me, and my missus gets frustrated when she and, and she's. Is that because she's outside of you? Tapping. She gets she gets frustrated when when she sees wonderful build up, good passages of play. There's nothing at the end of it. There's nothing at the end of it. If only we had Bisselia. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and Franco score at the weekend. Anyway, mate. Um, I mean, we're all sat around here talking about about the game on Saturday. Of course, you weren't here because you've only arrived this morning. So there are themes I think that you can really take, right? Mick, uh, you mentioned uh, one thing that really sticks out to me is um, the the difference, the difference in level, level of effort, level of attitude between the first and the second half. Mm. I think that's something that not only is that a intermatch problem. It's not just something we see and we analyze between the first and the second half saying, what was the change at the halftime? Why have we gone to the locker room and now come out massively worse? You see that over the season, too, and you wonder why there are those intermittent spots of that happening as well. 
uh, one that I can really think of, of the matches that I have been able to see over in the States, is uh, the first Maribor game. You think of bossing the game, bossing the game first half, full control, switch goes off. Now suddenly, you're up against it the final 10-15 minutes. What's the change? You're at home, seemingly in control of what's going on in the situation. There's a switch. That, to me, is, yes, players, for sure, but a combination of the two. Some of it, to me, wonders how much it is when you go from such a big change, playing that style of, of you know, sexy football, as you will, particularly with the, uh, the max situation. In the old system, the old formation, uh, different ways of playing. Uh, I see this a lot in the college game in the U.S., actually. Uh, very significant roles in the two deeper-lying midfielders. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you go to a flat four, uh, the dynamic changes considerably in terms of what those players can do in terms of doing that quarterbacking, very much so, in terms of how you can control the field, how you move in your, your triangles and your spacing. And really not so much the passing work, which is obviously what you want to see and, and the build-up play that comes from that, but uh, equally so the territorial control. That's something that I really look to as is, is a, is a big difference between the two. And I think that's something that, you know, it's hard to say it takes the adjustment because I think uh, watching you know, season in, season out, you see the, the progression of, oh, we're not necessarily the best through December. And then it kind of switch. Again, what goes to that is all those different things throughout the season where there's that intermittent play that changes the ups and downs. And, and you really have to look at those and try to iron out why those are the case. I, I, I agree with what you're saying. Um, the thing for me, though, what struck me in that game on Saturday was, I think it was mental fatigue. You know that setting, and you, it was as if I wouldn't say heads went down. It's just that they thought, well, what do I do next then? Because mm. what I've been doing before hasn't worked, and you need somebody on the field, a good leader, someone who says, right, this is what we're going to do. And it, 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 it's not necessarily just tactics. It's that geeing up. It's a good captain, a good captain's role. You know, now boys say, don't get me wrong, Saint Emerson of the boys, you know, love him to bits, brilliant. I don't think right back is the right place for the team captain at the moment at Wigan Athletic. I think we need somebody in the middle of the park. Captain can be anywhere. They should all be captains, though, shouldn't yeah. they? They should all go out with that. Professional footballers should be able to skip it themselves. And I'll get in the rest here. But what you do need, though, is mm. you need you need one strong voice. James MacArthur. Yeah. Mm. Get paid, though, you know, know, I was going to say the the problem with MacArthur is, is like saying not being picked enough on a regular basis. Thank you. Is this something to do with the squad rotation, though? Not really. Because if you look if if you look how many games he's actually played. Mm. He's left the right majority of the time, and he's it's playing. Why do you think that is? Because he's skipper Kazan, didn't he? Was he captain at Kazan? Mm. Is he being saved yeah. for the Euro games then? Oh, which well, is well. The thing is, the least he's done important. pretty much so far, isn't yeah. it? I, I know Mick mentioned mental fatigue, but Saturday they'd had a fortnight off most of them. Well, that's it. By the one, five or six, yeah. what's been an international duty? Yeah, could that not have been yeah. a problem then? Is that they were switched off a two? Well, it could be. It takes a bit of a mental thing, where the mental well, side things they're not scoring enough goals. So, like, if you're not coming out your shell, you're not making the same runs here. Like mm. you're thinking, right? Well, we're not having much joy here, so we'll not carry on making the right runs. So then that follows on with the other players, and I think. I think that's what's uh, causing a bit of it. I think it's becoming a man- mental barrier now that we can't score enough goals. 
Well, that's tough from a captain's standpoint, too, because now if you do make, say, somebody in the middle of the park the captain, it's not necessarily his role to create... I mean, it's his role to help create the goals, obviously, depending on, on position of the pitch. But it's not his goal, his place to be finishing the goals to where you'd expect. You would not expect to, say, name MacArthur mm-hmm. and say, I want 10 goals in the next 10 matches. It's <laughs> not going to happen. It might, but not expected to happen. So now the question is, is how much of that pressure as a captain now you have... What can I do? And obviously, you want somebody who's going to be a strong leader and be out there and try to motivate the rest of the rest of the team. But it's very difficult from a captain's perspective to name someone who has to say, "What can someone else do?" When they know that the other the component that is needed isn't their specific role. I think we're too quiet. I do. Um, when you, when you look at other teams and you look at what what's gone on in the past, is due to the games you see people being a little bit more verbal with one another. Um, for instance, Holt at the beginning of the season was actually shouting to people, I'm wanting it here. Yeah. And he's pointing, well, he, he's getting he animated. He still does. He does, but not as much <coughs> as he used to. Good player. That's and there's what not. Never <laughs> shuts up. And there's not. Yeah, no one got boots for it on <laughs> I know. Yeah. Uh, what I, a wazard. What a under. I, I still can't understand. You know, first half, we were looking set to put three wins on the bounce together. And yet, for 45 minutes of football, we sat there absolutely ripping it to bits and dissecting the crap out of it. Yeah. But they, they were much really stopped anyway, though, were they? <coughs> I mean, we shot ourselves, like someone said, we shot ourselves in the foot. Yeah. Is it really that bad? Right, I'll draw a line. Know. Let's draw a line. Second half. Let's draw a line under, under the right here now, otherwise, oh. we've only got an hour. He literally <laughs> is, <he> is drawing <laughs> a line under But before I put a full stop at the end of that line, just to, I don't know, going back to Lee Nichols. I don't know if anybody's aware, but England scouts were at the game on Saturday, mm. watching him. Oh no, they're not taking our not last England, remaining not full, Well, not full England, the under-21 ones. Under-21s were there. Is he 21? He's 21, yeah, yeah, so he's still eligible to play. He's been yeah. capped he quali- he Yeah. Yeah. Uh, under 21s is a nominal title and yeah. you qualified based on your birthday being within a certain date range so I don't think he's had his chances any um, on, on Saturday the way he played well, anybody well, talks to me I've been telling him he'll be the England keeper for the World Cup in Russia yeah right before we move on uh, on to the next subject just uh, Mark Albrighton has left uh, are we aware of this oh is he and he's, I wasn't aware no yeah well, he's, he's only a Bill, short long well Bill's recalled him Oh. Been recalled. That's interesting. But he was, he, was his time not up anyway? It would have been next week, would it? No, they, they were saying on Saturday it was going to be his last game. 20, well, 28 days, wouldn't it? So but we, we, we'd already asked, could we keep him Right, so longer. what they've done is they've turned down an extension. Yeah, basically. yeah, ah. yeah. Because uh, apparently they've, they've got a few injuries at Villa and Lambert wants him back. I thought he had his best game on Saturday. Luke mm. Bright. Oh, I say, the beginning, so, the first half, he was dangerous, yeah. right? It was all bright. Tom. Yeah, mm. he did. And... Will Keane's apparently signed, um, and he's going to be joining up Friday with the, with the team. Well, good. Right. I'd like to see him alongside Powell. Yes. I would like to see yeah. them two giving us a, a shot. Because if he's any good, if we don't always like, do we? must have played with him. He's a centre-forward, don't we? He's a striker, isn't he? Yeah. He's a striker. Ryan, forget all that. Of course, we can leave the negativity behind for at least a... A couple of days. We've got the Belgians in town this week, and picking that line is that famous song by Peter Gabriel Gareth, which is "Je sens frontier." Je sens frontier. Games without frontiers. War without tears. There we go. That's an absolute little... knockout. 
Yeah. yeah. Hey, <laughs> tell you what. Right. So Zulfiqar has got this massive game. It's something that all the fans have got behind the, the Europa League. Everybody's buzzing about it. So matter what's happening against Brighton or Leicester City or whoever else, we we you know we're yeah, against. Yeah, we're, we're not performing against. Forget all that. We're a European team. We've got the class, and it shows. We're gaining Europe. It shows. Bringing the waffles. The fries. Oh, not this again. The mayonnaise, the chocolates, the cheap fags. Jean-Paul Van Damme. Yeah, yeah. Poirot. Poirot. Poirot, yeah. And uh, plastic. Trappist, Trappist beer. Plastic Matram. Have you got any uh, any stats on the, our opponents, Gareth? There's also bars, yeah? Well, the recent form is very good. No. Is that what you want? Yeah, if that's what you're going to tell me. Yeah, go on. So, Gareth, have you got any uh, any, any stats on, on Zulzabagen, our opponents on Thursday? Well, the recent form's been very good, and I have heard they haven't lost in the last nine. I've got in front of me the results from the last six games. The three most recent they've won, beating KV McKellen, RS Waslam Beveren, and NK Maribor. Yeah, and, and they drew one apiece with a, with a, a team that's quite difficult to pronounce. Sporting 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 that's where England played. Yeah, I remember played in the uh, yeah. in the World Cup or the yeah. Euros. Which the one Euro, that? Oh, that was, was the Euros, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, England did play because it was France and Belgium. It was right Euros. on the border, innit? But it's, 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 obviously, it's a difficult name for me and for Gareth and also for everybody else. Yeah, well, next week, put your teeth in. Paul, how, how are we going to see all this going then? How are we going to see? See Thursday going. Are you buzzing for it, first of all? I don't even know if I'm going yet. I, I might need it. I've, I've got babysitting issues to sort out. <coughs> so, yeah, apart from that, I'm buzzing. I'll take her with you. She'll love it in that game down at the DW Stadium. Yeah, she might love I've looked at the table and I've looked at the, the permutations. Potentially, tomorrow, a draw will see us through. Oh, really? Yeah, if, if the other results go as we would like them to go, a draw could see us through, provided Kazan win both their other two games, basically. Nick Paul's the top goal scorer in the in the division. You know, we might not have any forwards in the league, but in Europe we've got the top goal scorer in the division. Um, and we can qualify tomorrow night if we win and Kazan win. Let's do it. Let's do it. Have we got any... Sorry, don't we go qualify if we win anyway yes. tomorrow? No. If we were in a Maribor win, Maribor can still overtake us. Alright. Play wise, Rob, they bring in, they've got an half decent player, aren't they? Well, they've got two half decent players. I know you're going to mention here that Hebeven, Hebeven. Yes, yeah, yes. Looks a quality player uh, from what we've seen. And they've got, obviously, Hazard's younger brother as well. Two very good players. Uh, they're, they're obviously doing pretty well, aren't they? Undefeated in uh, top of the Belgian league. Well, the second, two points behind Stanley Liège. Yeah. How bad did they play on Sunday at the Liège? They must have done, yeah. yeah. They both played the same number of games. Yeah, they, well, like I said, they're doing very well domestically. <laughs> don't think... The, you know, I think it's going to be a tough game. I think it'll be a little more open than it was over in Belgium. I think we sort of shut up shop, playing a little the draw over there. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, weather will hopefully will be an improvement. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I expect it's going to be a great game. And the good thing about being in a championship and in the Europa League is you can get rid of that disappointment from that Brighton game and you've got a few days and you bang at it again. So like I say, uh, hopefully it'll be another a good night down at the Wigan Athletic Stadium. 
And I don't need to ask you, do I, Mike, if you're excited about this game? I mean, you've travelled <laughs> how many thousands of miles? Three, three and a half thousand Four, miles? Four, five, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, good number of miles. Yeah, I'm very excited. It'll be first trip to the DW. I'm going also on uh, Sunday as well, so here for the here for the week. Um, I think it'll be a good match. I remember last time we played him, obviously it was the soaked over in Belgium that, that night, but we one of their, uh, possibly was it Habibu that was blazing quick nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing that I'll think I'll be watching for. I think that's uh, very much, if you have a dry pitch, he's always going to be one to watch yeah. uh, with that kind of speed. Uh, always a threat, especially, you know, given our 45 minutes of discussion about goals. And tomorrow, of course, is Thanksgiving Day, isn't it? A big it is. day for the, for the Yanks. And uh, let's hope that there's no turkeys out on the pitch. <laughs> for sure. Uh, I won't be releasing one, put it that way. <laughs> Gareth, looking forward? Can't wait. I'd like to see us win. I'd like to see us qualify and well to the next stages in Europe. Of course, we all would. But I'd like to see us have a go. I'm disappointed with the lack of goals and, and, and the poor feeling at the moment. And I'd like to see us have a real good goal. Mm. We've played. That's what we've done in Europe, though. Yes, isn't it? exactly. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's some. Yeah. There's a marked difference, isn't there, between the league? It's the magic. Are off. It's the magic of the Europa yeah. Cup because it's. Because Coyle has said this at the beginning of the season, it's not the main priority, so people can relax. Is it also because it? we're not expected to do, we're not expected to win until yeah, then? Whereas no. in the championship, we're expected to be minimum of playoffs. Oh yeah, listening to some of the commentary on the highlights, the commentators saying, "Oh, this is really going to affect Wigan Athletic's promotion push." Like they really hold us in high esteem and think that we're going to be the one of the contenders, which is kind of <laughs> different than what we on the podcast think. I would say, as a general. Well, I hmm? think we're going to win it. Still hmm? think we're going to win the league, but there you go. That's me. Okay. Eternal Fair enough. That's why I've, I took a nice little 12 to 1 odds on Wigan winning the championship beginning of the year. Okay. And I still stand by it. I stand correct. Um, what I'd like to point out is isn't this a mirror of what happened last season? Oh, but man, FA Cup, we're not really bothered about that so much, are we? Look at, look, at the, look at the team we put out in that first game against Bournemouth, right? Compared to the team what uh, took the field the game before in, in the Premier League for Latics, and everybody went, bloody hell. You know, and look where we ended up. We're in this competition now because of our exploits in the FA Cup. Why can't we do exactly the same again? It's like you said, the, the, the shackles are off, the pressure's off. It's like, get out there. The further we go with this, lads, the more bonus you're going to get at the end of the day. So get out there and get some goals back. But enjoy it. Yeah. yeah the I, fans are enjoying it. Let the players enjoy it. And then we're all happy. Yeah. I think we, what we've got is, you see, we've got this, this milestone. We've got this little milestone. If we win tomorrow night, we've almost reached that milestone, which is the knockout stages of the Europa Cup. No, we can't have Celtic all this time, can we? Well, we could have Juventus. I know, but that'd be even better. That them or AC Milan. AC Milan. All right. Imagine that at the oh. DW Stadium. No, no, I it's too fancy. Dear, no, yeah, two no. two valves as well. Then. Well, yeah, they're, they're not yeah. they're nutters, aren't they? Yeah. So, well, let's get past these Belgians first. Yeah, let's get past yes. the Belgians. Hmm? Let's get past the Belgians. We play the Joker. No, but well, I think they're, they're playing a joker because the referee, which I find is quite um, <laughs> what a tenuous link, is, is a guy. He's a Frenchman, Rudy Bucket. <laughs> yeah, Bucket. What Rudy Bucket? <laughs> well, I think I think it's a case of uh, UEFA keeping up appearances here. Is it? Are you seeing something? There you go. Yeah, his name is uh, Rudy Bucket. 
So, yeah, R- Rude, he's been refereeing in France since 2003. He's only 36. And uh, so far this season, he's, he's done nine games, 37 yellows and a red. Brilliant name. And I I've don't s- know how you're keeping a straight face. <laughs> how many yellows did you say that? Yellows, well, 37 right. in nine games. What? What? Yeah, so it's like four a game, isn't it? Is that my maths? My maths are all right. No, you're not too bad there, Barry. That's yeah. 36, but never mind. Yeah, so it's almost just over four a game. Four point, point. Yeah, yeah. Right, the only problem is, of course, uh, I mean, he'll speak the same language as the Belgium team because from that area they... Depends. They speak Dutch and he speaks French. Flemish. <laughs> <laughs> they speak Flemish. Well, they do yeah, speak. They do speak French and Flemish. Yeah, no, it's sixty forty. Yeah, it's not Dutch. It's not Dutch. It's not Dutch. It's a cross hatch between Dutch and French. It's yeah, that's Flemish. Right, Rudy Bouquet is uh, already refereed three games in the uh, Europa League this season. He did two qualifiers and uh, on the seventh of November he did the Legia Warsaw Trasbonzo. Trabzonspor, Trab- thank you, Rob. Game which w- uh, was won by the Turkish team two 0 Which game did play with that? He issued three yellows in that game. Well, so let's have some predictions then. Let's have, first of all, he reckons he's going to make four or five changes. So it's not going to be wholesale, is it? So we'll probably see Espinosa coming in and probably Crane, <coughs> Bosajur, MacArthur, Gomez, and perhaps Alt for, Alt for Fortune. And that, that, that's Mate, see that, that to me says a more settled midfield. Well. With a grafter in there, and my only concern is Craney at the back. If he does put Craney, he might not put him in. It's a different game, European football, anyway, isn't it, than what, than what we're facing week in and week out? Yeah, because players are going to have a little bit more time on the ball, and it's going to suit the likes of Gomez. You know, you can control the game a lot better when he's got uh, when he's got time on the ball. But again, for me, it's who's playing up front. Well, why is we make? Let's have some predictions. Come on, here's a prediction. I'm not going to say it scores, I'm just going to say we're going to beat them by the one goal. Right, so I'm just going for a last six win. Dan? Well, my head says a one-all draw, but I'm going to say 2-1 to Wigan. So you're going for it with your heart? Yes. Dan says 2-1 last six. Paul? I'll go with Mick on a one nil. And a one nil. And I, I think we'll do a 2 nil. to be honest, I don't think I much caught myself. one nil. Rob says one nil. Gareth? Going to sit on the fence. One apiece. One apiece. And Mike? Say 2-1 to us. To us. That'd be a nice treat for you once it sees win 2-1. So, um, we've all gone for at least a draw. We've got one, two, three, four, five wins or just the uh, one draw. So mm. we might be fed up, but we still... We still got that positive. positive but, yeah. but it's the Europa League. That's mm. the difference. Now we're going to move on to uh, to the Championship. Derby mm. County are in town on, on uh, Sunday. Uh, obviously, Steve McLaren's bringing his team in. I think he might have a point to prove mm. after what happened in summer. They're on a bit of a run as well, aren't they, Derby? At the moment. So he's gone playing alright. This season, they're 7th and they're on 25 points and they've scored 30 goals, Mick. Yeah. 30 goals, so almost <laughs> double what we have. Correct. Chris Martin is the leading goal scorer. He was an ex Norwich guy, wasn't he? Yeah, Chris Martin. He's the singer of Coldplay, isn't he? And yeah. he sings, <laughs> sings for Coldplay as well, yeah. And married to Gwyneth Paltrow. Yes. And obviously, Connor Salmon is the. I think he scored 
one I'd say this season. He scored one championship goal. He yeah. scored three well, He's goals. destined he's to get a hat trick, isn't he? Then. Yeah, well, like a fish out of water playing for us, wasn't he? And they've just got just the one defeat in the last seven games. Have you got any stats on them, Gareth, or have I just done them all? They've done a lot of them. I've got all the results written down here, and as you said, they've scored 30 goals. They've conceded 23, so... Yeah. You know, some of the chance of scoring. Mm. So plus seven score. goal difference. They've actually won four of the last six. Yeah, I know they're on some good form, aren't they? So, you know. Who have you beaten that? They, they drew a QPR, didn't they? <laughs> no, they, they drew. F the last six games, they beat Leeds 3 1, Watford at Watford 3 2. They drew with Birmingham. They beat, sorry, they got beaten by QPR at QPR. Ah. That was two. Two to QPR and one to Derby. They beat Sheffield Wednesday 3 0 at home and they won away the last game at Bournemouth 1 0. Was that McLaren's first game, that? Yeah. QPR away? Cause uh, he, or his second game, was it? His first full game in charge, his second game. Because didn't he go, sitting in the stands for one game, then his first full game was QPR yeah, away. Because yeah. I know they were a bit worried with him obviously being coached, though, weren't they? They thought they might come. They, they weren't a bad team under Clough, were they? Just uh, didn't find any consistency, really. But well, they were tired. It's like many teams in this league struggle for consistency, don't they? Yeah, go on. Sorry, obviously. Yeah, same thing. It's like many teams in this league struggle for consistency, but the, their goal was one of absolute quality at the weekend. They proper undid Bournemouth. Um, and I like the lad in midfield, that, that young lad, Will Hughes. We tried signing last season, didn't we? We offered something stupid. He looks a right player, and yeah. they reckon he's going to be going in January. Gareth, any thoughts on Sunday? As I say, they've won four of the last six, and we failed to score in four of our last six, so I'm a bit worried, really, to be honest. <laughs> I am. Um, I'd like Canal us to get a result, obviously. Canal Bridge might be a bit busy at full time. <laughs> <laughs> They've let in ten, 10 more goals on what we have, if that's any comfort. They've scored 13 more. Right, on Saturday, they were sat just one place above us, and that one went to come up, what, was it three three or four places? But it just shows you still how, how close the league is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And people say, ah, ah, they say this, it's so close, this league, because it's such a good league, and I think it's so close because it's such a crap league. There's nobody impressed me yet this season. Nobody. Anybody impressed you, Rob? Huddersfield and Patches were the best team. Yeah, I thought that second half they'd. Doncaster, I thought, looked the best side for me. There's not. Like I, I said, it's not. I don't think it's a league full of quality. No. I think what it is, if you if you can get some consistency going, some rhythm going, I think you're going to do yeah, well in this league. See, that's why a lot of teams, as soon as they come up, they go straight back down again because they're not equipped and they've not had the time to adapt to it. And the teams near the top, they don't play good like ticker tacker football, do they? I mean, QPR no. not too dissimilar to us in, in many ways. I think they keep it on the deck a little bit more at times. But Burnley, no, that's what I'm saying. It, it doesn't mean anything. Style of football no. in this league, it's getting anything. results, isn't it? It it's is. Down to, it's getting down to it's results. all consistency. And all the teams above us are actually getting the results. That's why they're yes. above us. Yeah. We need to adopt the same kind of mentality and same attitude. Get some results. Get some results. Get in there. Score some bloody goals. punish you like that. You give Andy Townsend the run for his money. They're above us because they're getting better results. <laughs> Stating the obvious, innit? Yeah. Stating the obvious. Say what you say. I was saying on the Vital League forum the other day that I was concerned about the lack of goals and also the fact that we'd lost five games. And one one fellow, I can't remember who it was, sort of shut me up basically with a stat. He said, do you do re you do realise that Hull City were promoted last season and they lost 15 games? Yeah. yeah. Now, you wouldn't think that 15 games was promotion form, would you? But they did. Mm. 
Mm. But they had a good run after Christmas, didn't they? All they had a really yeah. good run. Yeah. Like uh, say, they're they're another time. team who don't score. They don't score many goals. Hull they didn't last season. Oh, we're out in the this time last season. We're at bottom. Tight, and, and you know if if we start doing the perennial thing that we're always looking for and turn the corner, then we'll be off. We, you know we'll be happy. And I, and I thought we were getting there, but I don't know what went wrong on the second half on Saturday. You know if we'd have come away from there with a draw or a win, we'd have been sat here happy. Yeah, yeah. Um, always, I I feel so fickle. It's untrue, because it's just not like me normally, but, oh, it was horrible. We just need to ground out some good results, mm. really. We just need some points. That's what we need to do. I think it's when, when you're in a position to actually think, right, OK, then, we've got a bit of breathing space, we've got a couple of points, uh, or should I say, a gap in the point, then that start looking at the way we're playing our football, etc. But let's just get out there to win games. And for me, that's what they're lacking. They're lacking that, they're lacking that nast inside of them to get that, them results. So you're looking forward to this game as well, Mike? I am. I think uh, I'm going to be a little bit more positive on this one only because of the fact that I think that having the better defensive record at home uh, sets you up a little bit better for me in terms of tactical. I think you, when you're a team that is relying a little bit more, as, as Darby's been on, on the run and gun, higher scoring goal, I think that... A place where you go, and not saying that this has been true all season, obviously. If you look at even the numbers from, say, last match, where high fouls from the home side, or high, high fouls from ourselves, high foul, or high, uh, lower percentage of possession, uh, can present some problems. But I think that um, when you can shut up shop, I think it has been a fortress at times throughout the season. I think that's really the way that I would look to try to play it, and I think that's where you try to build off of. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking maybe even for 1-0 in that one. Dan, Derby County. With this thing with Steve McLaren, that's what's worrying me. Yeah, you can see, you can sense that the media is going to build that up, aren't they? The big Coyle versus McLaren thing. That <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to orchestrate something here. Just work with me. Gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. not going to matter outside of Barry's head and Steve McLaren's no BBC, BBC Five Live, if you're listening. Yeah. There's your lead story. Two tribes go to war. Yeah. Right, go on then, let's have some predictions for the Derby game. Well, before we do, the, the referee is a, a Mr. Coote. David Coote, I don't know if he's bald or not. Is he bald? No, I, I, just, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but he actually, well, no, he's not, because he refereed us against Middlesbrough back in <laughs> August. That's what he's been down here once. Oh, no. Yeah. I know who he is now. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's awful. It was awful. Well, he, he, he was, he was <laughs> the referee. Wasn't that his first first game of the season? He was awful. Yeah, he was awful, and he was sort of making points by giving free kicks to to Borough. He had a, a gloat where he just kept giving him a free kick for everything as well because we'd upset him about something. I can't remember what it was. He was awful. Go on, Rob. What are you saying? Uh, nothing. Uh, I'm just shaking your head. Yeah, just that the refereeing standing in general. Like one thing, <laughs> there's one decision. One decisions sat there, and I thought, what's going on here? I mean, why are we bothering turning up? It was the was one. Was it the same one? Was it he's four minutes it all in? over? Grant Alt. Oh, no, no. He, he ran. <laughs> Grant Alt just stood there, didn't even move. Oh, oh yes, and he jumped I remember over the that. top of him. Yeah, yeah. the same thing happened in our yeah ten minutes yeah. later. Grant Alt got boots. And the yeah. free kick went uh, where, which it should have done on that occasion. Yeah, yeah but did he get boot for that? No, he got boot for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why is that? Did it? Oh, I got boot for the incident. No, but to be fair, if you're gonna get a free kick against you for an incident like that. You've got a right to have a bit of chat back and say what the bleeding hell's going on. Well, you've got a question. So, it. I, th- I thought you were doing it. You're doing it on the pitch, aren't you? But if you're going to get a yellow card, yeah. you make sure their play's being carried off. 
Lots so, of balls, yeah. Same, same for, first four minutes into the game, and they, they sent a ball into the, the left-hand channel, and Shotton was marshalling it, mar, it, and he, he needed it out of play, and we got a goal kick for yeah. it, and I yeah. sat there and thought, oh, bloody hell, it's going to be one of yeah. them afternoons again. Yeah. <laughs> well, what did you expect? It's become a running theme now. We sit here every week, and we moan about the ref. Well, to be I fair, reckon next week we should make a resolution, an early New Year's resolution, and say... We're not going to complain about the ref. No. To be fair. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I tried, I tried. The three big talking points in the Premier League were all referee decisions, weren't they, this yeah. week? So. Yeah. They always are, aren't they? Yeah. Right, so, Derby County, let's have some predictions. I know, who said 2 0? Mike. Say 1 0. 1 0. You've already given us Mike, so Mike's done a 1 0. Rob? We're going to get our season back on track, and I think it's going to be a 2 1 win. 2 1. Gareth? Right. Um, we sit here every week and we all predict a win. I, I, I try to predict a win, right? And I've been having a look at what's been going on. And 7 out of 15 times we haven't managed to score. <laughs> so I'm going for nil-nil. What have you got, Mike? Mick? I'm going to stick with the same. I'm not going to actually set a score. I'm going to say we're going to beat them by one goal. Dan? I don't want to pick a score either. Can I say a Wilkin hat-trick, though? Yeah, yeah, you can do. <laughs> alright, alright then. 1-0 to Wigan. Right. I was just about to say, Dan's got the scoreline right, 3-0, but the wrong goal scorers. Right. I think we'll get it. We'll, Some of play, it's got to do at some point. Well, well last week we followed an international. We never win after an international, do we? Never. And we didn't, we lost. This week we followed in the Europa League, we never lose, and we won't. Ah, yes. We'll win. So I'm going for... I'll go for well, it's, it's a big opportunity, isn't it? Given the table positioning, you know, you look at with the match in hand still being in place, potentially one point to six, big early, obviously, still very very early, but it's a huge. It's a six pointer. You have to look at it, as that, especially the way that Derby's been playing now recently. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So and it could make set them up nicely, couldn't it? Right, and we'll wrap up and uh, we'll go and enjoy those Belgian waffles, the chocolate, the beer. But before we do, I just like to say a big thank you to Mike for travelling. Four and a half thousand miles just to feature on this podcast. This <laughs> and yeah, I'm leaving tomorrow. That's how it is. I just, I just, I've still pawned off the tickets. I'm just going yeah. home. Well, Mick's got your face, so they're all gone. It's a tin of Uncle Joe's meatballs. Yeah. Yeah. Had a couple of those, in fact. We had a uh, fan, had a family from uh, from Wigan who was in uh, DC watching the uh, final, the FA Cup final with me in the bar. So, shout out to those guys if they're oh. potentially listening. Oh, what were they, they, were, they were stuck out of town visiting a wedding or something, and they're like, "Well, we have to watch this game. Okay. You come to the right place." Go on, name drop. I, do, I don't know. I do not remember, but we all pissed off about a hundred city fans who were there. So we just, <laughs> go, 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 go. It could say piss because it was American. Yeah. It means something different, doesn't it? <coughs> no, pissed no. off is pissed off. Right, okay. <laughs> but it's a lot more, isn't it? Yeah, but you might have pissed off a hundred. We we did about seventy thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, right, good night from me. Good night.
Yes. Yeah. 